Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Nobody Likes Recruiters. I can see Lee laughing at the uh, <laughs> me doing my standard intro, but all of you watching and listening to quite this, bit, I, I do shout quite a bit, but I have to make sure that the people at home can hear me, don't I? So, um, uh, yeah, uh, this uh, in this episode today, well, as you know, Nobody Likes Recruiters is a podcast for you if you're looking to ace your recruitment game. Again, you can see those of you that are watching that we, Steve isn't in the room with us today. We've got Nate who works here at Logic and we're going to be talking about specifically about the um, the gambling industry and how to attract the best talent in the, in the gambling industry, the gaming industry as well. We'll, we'll touch on that, won't we, a little bit and um, how to retain that talent and uh, get the very, the very best out of the, the recruitment process. So Nate, yep. you are uh, an oracle in this area. Let me just move this microphone a little bit closer to you, mate. Yeah. Um, so, just just give the guys, you know, a quick overview of uh, why you're qualified to talk about this this area specifically. Yeah. So, my background is 11 years working for Bet365. Um, joined back, big company, <laughs> the big boys. Uh, joined a long time ago, so 2008. I joined at the time. It was just a, an account advisor. So, old school now, really tally bet advisor. Someone who used to ring up and want to place the bets over the phone, not through an app or anything like that. Pretty old school. Um, from there, went through customer service, went into other departments, um, ended up working abroad for them. And after 12 years, 11, 12 years, came back in 2019. Can I so, just say, <laughs> before he started with logic resourcing, he was living on a golf course in a villa <laughs> in Spain, the other side, just the other side of Gibraltar. Sunny so, so Tramp brought me so, back. So if, that's, if that's not an example of our logic resourcing and good at poaching candidates, then a, I don't know what else is. Yes, yes. that's the, the best uh, testament, yes. I think, for, for you, uh, Lee, and your ability to attract uh, very, very competent people. So, well, um, <laughs> so thinking about then that that's what what what's kind of unique to the are there any unique traits to kind of recruiting in that this sphere would you say Nate as opposed to maybe in the last episode that we did was engineering uh, construction and one of the questions I put to um Alex specifically was like other kind of personality traits that would attract somebody to that to that space do you feel that's the same for for gambling specifically I mean from my experience in the recruitment that I did near the the later years that, that I worked there, it, it came a couple of things really. So personality and, and culture is, is a big thing. Somebody who's interested in sports, who may be a little bit of a, of a gambler themselves. Um, and the biggest thing for them is how, depending upon the certain role that you were recruiting, how flexible and open you, you could be, it wasn't necessarily important that the, an individual had to have a specific background or specific working experience or come from a specific sector. Yes, as you start to recruit the, the higher levels, the more senior levels, absolutely. But for those lower levels, those account advisors, the customer service advisors, the call centre staff, they were a lot more open and flexible on those other factors that they would consider over how many years have they previously worked in the call centre, for example. What, what are some of those factors? So telephone money, personality, how they put themselves across it over, over the phone, over initial interviews, I suppose, that you have with them, 100%. And the language that they used... They, there's almost little tests you would do, I suppose, if you're doing that initial telephone interview. Little tests, you wouldn't you wouldn't know the person on the phone, but you might probe a little bit just to see if you got a, a reaction out of them. Okay. If How did they handle that scenario or situation over the phone? Right. 
Now, would it, and by doing that, it opens it up, not necessarily looking at people in a call centre, but more so your retail staff, your face-to-face customer service staff, because they've been in the same situations. They face difficult customers in front of them, but it's different when it's over over telephone. People sometimes close up over the phone. Yeah, 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I think Nathan transitioned quite well from um, 365 corporate into, uh, into agency recruitment because... You know, anybody can match a CV and experience, but when the majority of the recruitment process is yeah. around attitude, behaviours, skill set, actually looking for, you know, because Bet365 are good at getting the right people and then retaining them. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a certain culture from from what I'm led to believe. The whole gaming industry is as well. It's really fast-paced. It's ever-changing. Yeah. So actually the hardest part of recruitment can often be finding out that as a, as a culture fit and recruiting, not just for the now, but for the future of the business as well. Yeah. It's got a bit of a bad reputation, hasn't it, in this industry, I think, because gambling has some societal connotations to yeah. it. But you mentioned a really big company there, Bet365, yeah. who are a, are, a, are a huge company and have to do things in a certain way, in the right way. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of go about quashing some of those myths? And what would you say to anybody that maybe has to recruit for this space now and they're thinking, how am I going to do that because of these some of these negative connotations? Yeah, I think from my experience in the apartments that I worked in, it's understanding how heavily actually compliance and regulated that the gambling industry has, mm. has had to become. It was mm. always regulated, but because of how big it seems to have grown in the last kind of 10 years, it seems to be everywhere, sponsorships, football stadiums, a lot more people seem to be gambling now. There's a lot more safeguards in place. So although it has a bad reputation, if you actually break it down and look at what's being done by the authorities, the gambling commission and so forth, mm. they're all over it. They're doing everything they can to help prevent anybody that does gambling to make sure they're doing it safely, they can afford it, to make sure there's nothing anti-moon laundry, no fraudulent activity going on. And it's it's an area that kind of opened my eyes, I suppose, when I, I moved to those different departments because everyone just views it as you go on your phone or you ring up your place a bet and you don't really see what's being done behind, mm. behind the phone, I suppose, mm. in, in the back office, where there's actually so much work being done to enable it to be done safely, I suppose, is, is the best way of putting it. Okay, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that is, I imagine if you are trying, do you ever get, you know, when, you, when you're, um, when you're trying to, do, do, at the moment with Logic, do you have to ever recruit for like this industry at the moment no, or not? Not at the moment, because you trying, trying to break into it. <laughs> because yeah. you mentioned how hard it is, Lee, to get people out of Bet365 specifically. So is it like a, a, an industry where um, once you're in, you kind of stay, and I know you're an exception to the rule there. Mm. And then, is it a, a case of you? A lot, a lot of people seem to move around from these companies to company. So on, just talking, taking Bet three six five. There are all other gaming companies in the area, and a lot is is quite similar from from what I'm led to believe. But we have access as recruiters to LinkedIn, all the job databases where we can see various CVs from companies that are people that are you know you know kind of looking to move on. Um, you do see the same few companies that you know labour turnover mustn't be good. But we, you rarely see people from the online gaming industry, and I think it's because, and you can probably testify to this, they've got a really good model of recruiting at grassroots base level, yeah. um, like you alluded to, recruiting for the future, not just for the now, for the personality, for the culture fit, and they do a really good job, don't they, of progressing yeah. those people. Uh, through the ranks, through the business, into other roles. Have you got an example like of the type of journey that someone would take from an entry role 
within a, staying within the company. Let's take, I know we've mentioned them quite a few times, but we'll yeah. go into because of your experience. Yeah. But Bear365, like what, do you see this type of journey play out when they start at this low level and then they yeah. go, bum, bum, bum. me? Yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I, I was at that grassroots level. I was that tally about that customer service call centre advisor. And I think you, what you mentioned there is what these online gambling companies are so good at is they give you career opportunity and career progression. People don't understand the size or scale of a business, the variety of different departments mm. and options that people can move into. So for me, I went as customer service advisor. From that, I took an interest into the responsible gambling side of things. Mm. So I moved across to responsible gambling, spent a couple of years just doing almost like the kind of specialist advisor in, in that particular sector. That then enabled me, luckily, to, to move abroad. And when I moved abroad then, that's when I started to go up the ranks to become team leader to go supervisor. But at the same time, it also had a crossover. So responsible gambling had a crossover with anti-money laundry. It also had a crossover with due diligence as well. So from in the space of eight, nine years, I went from just being your typical call center, taking inbound calls and, and emails, so sort of being, being very specialist in a particular area, yeah. dealing with very kind of key accounts, VIP customers and who would spend large amounts of money. And it's, a, it's the same, I know people that work there that started at customer service, been there for 10 years, and now they transition to the IT side of things. So now they are your software developers, mm -hmm. your software testers, your kind of first line, second line help desk. It, it, it opens doors. I think customer service is a great way to start because you learn the business, you learn the ins and outs, you learn the role. It gives you the, the foundations, the skill set that you need. Certain people love that and stay there. There's nothing wrong with that. But the bigger organizations and online gambling companies, what they will give you is options. Well, if you do take an interest in a particular avenue, a different area, there are consistent opportunities coming mm -hmm. up in those departments mm -hmm. for you to apply for, for you to kind of get headhunted. And then that will then open up more doors further down the line. Yeah, this is something that's played out actually yeah. uh, something quite close to home to me. I've got a, a friend, a good friend that works for Bet365 and has been on a similar journey, you yeah. know, entered in at, at that entry level and then has now lives in, in, in Malta, incidentally. Yeah. So yeah. you mentioned that and I'm really intrigued by that. How do you how do you recruit for somebody that lives in a different territory that speaks a different language? Like, how does that process it, it, work? It can be difficult. I think when you work for the biggest online company out there, it's easy because you've got that brand, you get a lot of people apply to certain roles. I think by having a lot of the online gambling companies have got a presence in, in Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire, in the UK. They've also got a presence abroad in Gibraltar and Moulton and everywhere. So what you'll tend to do is they will almost not cherry pick, but they can, it's an automatic feeder from their head office. So for about 365, for example, Stoke was an automatic feeder for Gibraltar or for Malta. Mm. If it is the case that the skill set or the, the candidates, the individuals aren't there, then where they're based, that country is probably a hotspot for other gambling companies as well. There's a reason why they're in that particular country. So they can almost start to headhunt, put out feelers for other individuals that might be unhappy working in their role and, and bring them in. But I think when you start then, I mean, in the departments I was in, same as you mentioned, there's certain languages that we needed to, to fill and quotas that we needed to hit. That's when it gets a little bit more difficult because... If, it, if there's nobody coming from the, the Stoke office or there's no feeder to it, you then got to look at the area that you're in and who's around, who lives in Gibraltar at the time mm. when I was. It's it's doing on local people around there and you've got to look at where they're not going to have the, the experience. They've not worked for Bet365. They've not worked for any other gambling company. They don't know certain processes. So again, it goes back to what I mentioned before. Fundamentally, we need, for example, a Swedish-speaking individual. They can speak Swedish, we know they're Swedish, and it then becomes their personality, their character, 
will they fit in with the team that we have because we can train the rest. Yeah. We can put them through an extensive training program knowing that, yes, it's going to take a bit more time, but ultimately they fill the gap and the need that, that we have and we believe because their personality, they're going to be, they're going to fit well the team that we have. I understand, yeah. Mm. Lee, what can, because it sounds like it's a, it's a, you know, the way that Bet365 approach acquisition yep. it's really smart you know they're going in they're pulling these people out mm-hmm. uh, entry level who have just graduated from university whatever and then they're, they're training them and making them almost like tailored to yeah. their business <clears throat> what can other companies <laughs> learn from this because we've spoken yeah. at length on this podcast about lots of the issues in the recruitment space and actually ironically the gambling industry seems like if we're just taking bet 365 as an example they're really, really good at retaining staff. Yeah, yeah 100%. So what can other businesses learn? So I think, and I've thought about this this quite a lot, because we often give advice to various businesses on what they can do to attract retain. That's part of our job. Bet365 and other online gaming companies are very, very forward-thinking. That's where, you know, I think that comes with the territory of being fairly new. Mm-hmm. Online gaming and online gambling is actually, it's only really come into its own over the last sort of 10, 15 years. I'd say the last decade you know, is yeah, really The, the last up, decade. Yeah. So they've almost been a victim of their own success in terms of they started out and snowballed. Yeah. So they've addressed the skill shortage gap by actually there not being anybody else out there around the local area. So they've had to rely on internal talent to grow and expand. And that's a model that seems to have worked quite well for them. So again, you know, take them in young, take graduates, take uh, customer service advisors, look for something, somebody's got an interest in a certain area and then have dedicated training programs to do that. Because we all know at the moment, certain certain tech niche niche roles are really difficult to fill, aren't they? And, and I imagine these online gaming companies, they're, they're effectively tech companies. So there'll be web developers, there'll be app developers, there'll be architects, infrastructure. And the best way to do it, if you can have a system that kind of breeds all that, that quality and skill set within, then other businesses can take, can take a lot from that, really. I think from my experience and people that I know within the online gambling industry working for other companies and, and all around the world, the world, they're very proactive when it comes to their recruitment as well. They aren't reactive. Yeah. They they forecast not six months in advance. They forecast two years. They know exactly what new regulations are coming up, what areas of shortage of staff they may receive. Mm. By doing that, then it's what mm. you mentioned. They can plan ahead. They can look at potentially looking at, at graduates. They can look at almost filling from the bottom up, knowing that they may lose staff from certain departments because they may move on, but then they're never left short. Yeah, They're never struggling from a recruitment point of view. And it sounds like they don't lose too much staff. I mean, when I think of my yeah. friend, the example I gave you before, you were yeah. there for, what, over 10 years. Yeah. My friend's been there approaching 10 years now. Yeah. And yeah. you're saying how hard it is to yeah. get people out of Bet365 yeah. specifically again. Well, they offer amazing benefits and a lot of gaming companies do as well. It's almost seen as uh, tech companies generally offer a better level of benefits than, mm. than other companies out there because... They're more in tune with, you know, what people want in today's market. Again, it comes with them being new. So they're more likely to offer hybrid working. They're more likely to offer flexibility. Yes, you've got to work hard, but, um, you know, they, they seem to have adapted quite well to what the current, the current market wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got right at the bottom here new, not existing skills. Uh, what, what, what are we talking about there? Is that we've already covered that? Yeah, kind of, mate. That was just yeah, that was just a bit about when um, when they started. They, they they kind of invented their own sort of skill set and, and you know 
um, and, and recruited it internally. Okay. So rather than there wouldn't have been 50,000 or 5,000 web developers in and around Staffordshire, so they had to live there. They create them. I see, I see. I just didn't want to, I yeah. wanted to be sure that we <laughs> yeah, haven't missed no anything. Worries. It's been very, very insightful, mate. Is there's one, so let's just pretend that um, I like to, to role play every now and again on the podcast, as, as you know, Lee. So let's just okay. pretend um, that I come to you and I'm like, I'm a recruiter and I've got to fill, uh, you know, a, a basic level role in the gambling industry. Yes. What who should who, what types of people should I be looking for? What personality traits am I looking for? Yeah. What skill sets? I know that's quite vague because I've not yeah, given yeah. a specific role. No, Is there anything you can elaborate to give some give the guys maybe there might be someone listening and watching this that might actually have that issue now. Yeah, and I think it ties in with kind of an example that we wanted to to or I wanted to give any from from one of the clients when, when I joined Logic is that they were after call centre staff at a customer service staff and, and yes it's a different industry it wasn't online gambling industry but they they were struggling they knew that they weren't paying enough to attract the, the type of club because they come to us and said if you can get me Bet365 staff or any online gambling staff it would be great whereas actually you broke it down they, they were struggling with the salary they were struggling with the working hours it was, it was a lot of shift work it was a lot of working weekends it wasn't hybrid it was full-time in the office so everything was pretty much going against them initially they weren't very open-minded in terms of who they wanted to see they wanted experienced call center staff and actually when we broke it down and said well, what what's important to you in terms of that individual is it their their passion their desire is it their personality their culture how they work if it's somebody who works well in a team someone who wants to work by themselves is it their attention to detail where do you see this role being not just now but where does is this role going to develop in the next six months to, to one year if so what does that look like what does it include so all these are factors that if i'm recruiting or helping a client who's struggling through those lower level roles these are questions that i'm asking because then when i'm looking headhunting looking on job boards looking at applications i'm it's for me i'm not looking at have they worked in an office have they worked in a call center i want to know what's their customer service experience like in general mm. whether it's retail whether it's face-to-face whether it's a reception whether it's working in a call center wherever it may be how have they stayed there what's their experience like what's their responsibilities been has it been a lot of attention to detail filling in forms photo scanning how, who they've been reporting into have they been reporting to senior directors have they just been reporting to an average Joe blogs all these are factors that i can almost look at and in my head i'm building a picture of that individual and saying yes or no that's someone who i want to speak to when I speak to them, I will know probably within the first three to four minutes of speaking to them, how, how are they on the phone? Can they hold a conversation? Can I build a rapport? Are they quite laughy? Are they jokey? Are they quite standoffish on the phone? Are they just giving me one word answers? If for somebody, for a lot of people, they don't like, especially the young generation, they don't like picking up the phone and speaking to people. Everything's done over live chat, over email. Mm. So if I, can, if I can pick up the phone and speak to somebody and have a nice, fluent conversation with them, they're already ticking boxes. That is customer service in, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. You can build a rapport, you can build a relationship. From that, yes, you can go into more specific questions, but the foundations are there. I think having somebody like Nathan Hood, recruitment was a big part of his role um, previously, but it wasn't the sole sole part, yeah. was it? But I think the what what he's, he's developed and learnt over the years in terms of understanding how business works, recruiting. When you tend to recruit for your own business, you look at a lot of other factors rather than matching the CV to the job. And I think recruiting for the variety of roles that you've recruited within online gaming, yeah. I think it's allowed you to get, if you can understand and get that culture piece right in a person yeah. um, and the attitude, behaviours, the vision, the rest comes to it. And I think that's why you've kind of hit the ground running when it came to 
you know, finding finding great cat. And that, that example, I think you used just, <laughs> this is a good one. I love my examples as well. So we were recruiting for, um, for right work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like recruiting it. for a contact center operations role and we were up against uh, another recruitment agency. The other agency put, I think it was 19 CVs forward for the position. Yeah. Nath put two CV, uh, three CVs forward for the position. They had two roles and they took on two and Nathan CVs out of the three yeah. as wow. opposed to the other 19. Was well, so, that? That is a very yeah. good moment, by the way, just to segue and let everybody know that uh, if you are recruiting <laughs> in any of the areas that we've spoken about today, Logic Resources is the place to come. Um, no, but seriously, that, that's, a, that's a really, really good example. And that just that just talks to something else we've spoken about on a previous episode. More isn't... Uh, let, less is sometimes more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got there in the end. Well, do you think that hiring manager enjoyed interviewing 19 people? Absolutely I don't know not. how many turned up. Absolutely but... not. And there'd be a good chance that many of them didn't turn yeah, up yeah. by the fact that there was 19 people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, okay, really, really insightful stuff. I think we've coved everything, haven't we? Yeah. Better 365 have got some free advertising. There <laughs> yeah, are yeah. other testing <laughs> companies available um, yeah. if you're into that kind of thing, of course. Uh, so, yes, as always, thank you for listening. Remember to um, like, subscribe, share follow us um, across all of the platforms and if you are looking to uh, recruit for your business as you know logic resources is the place plenty of personality lots and lots of knowledge and we'd love to work with you so we will see you soon on nobody likes recruiters not only can recruitment be a rather frustrating process it can also be pretty time consuming but thankfully the team at logic resourcing can take all that pain away from you lots of agencies say that they do recruitment differently we've all heard it but as you know from this podcast both lee and steve at logic genuinely mean it now put it this way 94 percent yes that's right 94 percent of the candidates that they submit attend their interviews and logic have a 90 percent success rate on exclusive assignments that's pretty impressive so if you're looking to ace your recruitment make your life easier and find those diamond candidates. Start by letting Logic take the stress out of all of this for you. Give us a call or email info at logicresourcing.com.